Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Together, a Brighton Hove Albion podcast. Uh, my name is Josh. I am your podcast person. Um, we have another fun episode to go through today. Um, we'll be looking back at West Ham and Bournemouth. Um, so we'll be taking the exact same kind of uh, flow that we had last week um, in which I will look at the top five stories of the week based around the Albion um, that we have based on my thoughts. Um, so let's not hang around too much um, because we're in the new year and, well, yeah, I hope you had a nice new year. I hope you had a, uh, a good Christmas, new year, and a sick of being at work already, just like me. Um, but it is what it is. We're here. We're, we're sat on, what, 25, 26 points and uh, rolling along nicely. So story number five, let's get right into it. Story number five is the transfer window is now open. Um, it is always usually a fun time of year for Albion fans. Um, we normally have a list of areas we want to strengthen in, and we have um, very much a, even a couple of names that have been thrown out there that we're keen to sign. Um, and it's really quite different to every other year because we don't have any of that this year. Um at the time of recording, this is recorded on the Saturday just after the Bournemouth game. Um, we we had maybe a bit of rumor and innuendo about the idea that we maybe were going in for Dominic Solanke, and thankfully we didn't. Um, Bournemouth have signed him for upwards of £25 million once all the add-ons come forward if they end up getting all the way through. Um, but really, we don't we don't need to strengthen all that much. Um we spoke about Anthony Knockart last week and whether he may be on his way out or not. Um, Lockardia clearly isn't going to be on his way out this month because of the way he's been playing over the last, you know, 10 to 14 days. So he's not going anywhere. Um, but overall, in terms of additions, uh, Bloom and Hutton aren't really keen on doing anything in the window. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I wonder if we may have a couple of interested parties in our centre-halves. Um, Dunk or Duffy may well be the... Or both of them, really, may well be the subject of some attention from the top six. Um, mainly, in my opinion... <laughs> mainly, in my opinion, I'm wondering if Arsenal might take a look at one or two... Well, one of them, given that uh, they're defending is atrocious uh most of their defenders can't stay fit and half of them are on their way out anyway in terms of being good at what they do um so it'll be interesting to see how much interest they get um and also i wonder if there's going to be a couple of fringe players on their way out too uh marcus sutner shalotto i think will probably both leave the club this this january um i'm not sure whether it will be if you can hear that, that's my dogs playing um, at the time of recording. They weren't doing anything for the last hour and a half, and they've decided that now is the time that they need to kick off and play. So apologies in advance for any more squeaking that goes on. Um, yeah, where was I? Shalotto and Sutner. I'm not sure whether we'll get anything for them. Um, I'm not sure whether they'll go out on loan or whether they'll go out at all. Um, but I think those two are, out of the kind of first-team senior squad, definitely the most likely to leave. Um, 
and I wouldn't be sad to see them both go on permanent deals. I don't see any reason that either of them are probably ever going to play for us again. Um, looking at the team that we put out in the FA Cup, you know, we have Bong and Bruno as perfectly fine backup, right back and left back. Um, bear, they, barring some serious injury problems, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't at least let one of them go. So I think we'll see at least one go. Um, hopefully we can get a decent fee for them if they go permanently, or hopefully we can get a decent fee in the summer if they go on loan for now. Um, but I think they're on their way. And in terms of a couple of youth as well, we've already had uh, Barkley has gone out on loan. Um, and we've also had White, Ben White, very highly raised. Uh, I believe he was at Newport last year. Um, he's gone on Peter, gone on loan to Peterborough. So that's definitely a big step up because um, they're a top-end League One team. And I think that will really help his growth. Um, I think the reason we signed Byrne, uh, he, he comes in now into the squad. He was on the bench for the Bournemouth game. Um, he came in from Wigan. I believe the reason we signed him was in order to give people like White and Hall and Barkley the chance to go out there and grow with teams. Um, And he is a suitable fourth choice centre half. Um, I mean, he didn't even start today. I'm surprised he didn't start today. Uh, Maybe Duffy got played today because he ended up getting himself sent off and Hutton made a point of making sure he was going to play some more minutes <laughs> but I'm not sure about it um I'm surprised he didn't at least come on towards the end when we were 3-1 up but I'm not too worried uh honestly barring a serious issue with suspension or injury I don't think we'll see him at all this season um honestly I think he'd be lucky to get on the bench at all this season simply because Balogun is such a able deputy that, uh, like I said, barring a major, any kind of major injury stint or suspension wave, I don't think, I don't think we'll see Dan Byrne on the bench at all. Um, but he's a good sign in for what he is. Uh, kind of the same reason why I wonder if we'll only let one of the fullbacks go. So yeah, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of incomings, but uh, I think there's going to be quite a few outgoing, um, most fringe or loan. And of course, the last one before I move on is Aaron Connolly. Is Aaron Connolly going to go out on loan? Um, there's been rumors of Hoffenheim or some German sides coming in for him, which I think would be the best move. Um, or maybe just somewhere else in the championship or League One. Um, we'll see. But it's an exciting time ahead for our youth and to see what they do on their moves. Um, but in terms of incomings, it's a strange kind of, strange kind of close season, kind of January rather, not close season, uh, because we don't have anybody we're really looking to get in. So I'm anticipating a very quiet one. Talking of Bournemouth, uh, they are my story number four. Um, we made eight changes today. Um, we hadn't beaten Bournemouth since 2007 and that was, uh, beautifully overturned today with a 3-1 win we honestly from the first 25 to 30 minutes um we were totally outplayed we looked really slow off the mark um bong looked so so not great um but everybody grew into the game slowly but surely uh i thought that the midfield were the ones that really dragged everybody into into line uh i thought kyle bisuma and stevens were a great partnership and uh, and I was I was intrigued to see that our reserves look so much more able than 
than Bournemouth. They looked absolutely devoid of any kind of creativity, uh, barring Mark Pugh and Brooks when he came on. Um, but yeah, I thought that the changes were good. Uh, I think Bruno obviously should start. I think Gaetan Bong should definitely be playing, given that Bernardo may have picked up a knock and we need him ready for next week. Balogun is an obvious play. Um, we've already spoke about Duffy and wondering if he played simply because of his suspension. Um, Kyle definitely should have played the whole game, and I'm glad that he did. Bisuma definitely should have played. Glad that he did. Uh, Dale Stevens, fair enough. I'm not too upset about him playing. Uh, it suits him the way we play away from home more than anything else. Uh, Knockout played the full 90 minutes, I believe. Took a sub really late for uh, Victor Gayakeres. Gayakeres, however you pronounce his name. Um, yeah, Noki is... Uh, Noki was very, very passionate when he scored his goal. We all saw the celebration, I'm sure. Um, and it obviously meant a lot to him, but what does the future hold for him? I'm not sure. Um, Ive Basuma scored his first goal for Brighton. Uh, very, very nicely taken shot. Um, keeper slipped, but I think, uh, I think it would have been a real tough one to save anyway, because it hit the, uh, hit the inside of the post on the way in and it's never going to be easy to get to that kind of ball. Um, and Florinandone scored in the, what, 64, 65 minutes off the, off the back of a corner. Um, it baffles me, especially when we played Bournemouth just a couple of weeks ago and how much how in recent years has had Hutton's number. Um, but quite how nobody can understand that Shane Duffy is going to go to the back post and nod the ball back across goal is just beyond me. Um, it was our first corner of the game and... Honestly, like we've done it for the last 22 games. Well, I mean, we were doing it last year, but just in recent memory for this season, we've done it every single game we have a corner. Ball comes in, far post, Duffy or Dunk look to nod the ball down into the middle of the box, cause a scramble or a tap-in, job done. Quite how nobody is picking that up and allowing it to keep happening says two things, really. It says two things. It says that people are just totally outcoached by this by this set piece work. And two, Shane Duffy is something else. So the way he the way his movement must be in that penalty area to be able to make himself free at that back post every time, even though they know it's gonna be the case, is just unreal. Um unbelievable and Donay's starting was good I was happy he got the start and the pretty much uh, I think he played about 65 minutes or did he not no I think that's when he scored um and Lockadia played again on that left wing I think he came off early uh, for Solly March which was fine um and Jason Steele got the start today uh I think it's interesting to talk about Jason Steele really um because I thought and I think the consensus seems to be for the most part, that Jason Steele had a had a really good game. Um, he made two fantastic saves. Uh, the first one came at him, but he still needed to be very quick to stop that from just ca like careening off of him in. Um, and the second one from Steve Cook's header uh, was absolutely brilliant. Um, proper shades of Matt Ryan diving out, diving and palming that away. Um, he he looks he. He honestly looks more confident um, than David Button does. And I would honestly have him start next week against Liverpool. 
Um, it's not that Button has done a huge amount wrong, but it's more the case of just how comfortable Steel looked. Um, I don't think that... I do think that Button had a pretty big role to play in the the goal against the West Ham, uh, the first one, I believe it was. And I think we need to take a second look as to which one we need to be playing in goal. Um, for me, it would be Steele every day of the week. I thought he I thought he looked more accomplished. I thought he looked more confident. And I thought he played better than Button has in the last two games. Um, his distribution looked a lot better. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but I thought it was a I thought it was a really good game for him. Um, he played really well. He looked confident, happy, 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 and we beat them three one. We are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. Hopefully, we can get the absolute worst team left in the draw at home, um, so we can continue our our campaign. See if we can make something of it this year, like we did last. Um, you know, we're in a slightly more comfortable position this year than we were last year, and we still went quite far last year, so you never know. Um, hopefully the draw will be kind to us this weekend and give us a nice, easy one for the fourth round. So, moving on to story number three. Um, this one is a mixture. Um, so, this one is Liverpool. Um, we play Liverpool coming weekend, uh, but I wanted to really talk about Liverpool... Uh, Manchester City, the title race, and our role in it, um, because we play one, a pretty potentially a very significant one. Um, Liverpool, Manchester City played this this past week. Uh, if you were lucky enough to see it, it was a hell of a game for a neutral like like us. Um, and Liverpool got beat by City, um, and it was it was a hell of a game. It was it was like an old school boxing match of just slugging each other backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Um, they play just stupidly quick football, um, and obviously we aren't going to be able to go toe to toe with them like Manchester City did. Um, and I think that putting ten men behind the ball is absolutely the right call this weekend. Um, I think Andone has to get the start because we need that pace up front. Um, to be able to provide that outlet. But I'm not sure he will simply because he played against Bournemouth. Um, I wonder if the, if Chris is thinking to play Glenn Murray. Um, but we, we have some pretty big roles to play um, because if we were to get any kind of result against them this week, um, we can we can really knock them back and bring City right back into it. And not only that, but our last game of the season is Manchester City at home. Um, so it's quite funny to think that this title race really may bank on games that played at the Amex, um, both now and at the end of the season. So I think my start in 11 for Liverpool will will be Steele. I um, think he definitely plays Montoya at right back, Duffy and Dunk at centre-half, uh, Bernardo at left-back. I'm assuming he'll be fit. It said it, the Hutton said it was very much a minor knock, and he's absolutely fine to go for the weekend. So we'll see if his uh, his statement rings true. Um, hopefully his Kieto is back soon too, but I'm sure he won't be ready for the Liverpool game. Um, so, yes, Steele, Montoya, Duffy, Dunk, Bernardo. Uh, I would have Knockout play this weekend. I thought he's played himself back into the side today. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. The energy he provides is just 
so good. Um, and I think he needs. To, I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play this weekend. Absolutely. Um, and I really want to see a middle three of Bissouma, Proper, and Stevens. I've talked about this for a little while. And I haven't changed my mind on it. Um, I really want to see those three line up. And I think that this game against Liverpool, where we're going to need a real uh, good injection of pace and dynamism in the middle, is just screaming out for it to be that trio. I think we'd be absolutely nuts not to do, not to play that 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 crew. Um, so knockout on the right, those three in the middle, and uh, Lockardier on the left, absolutely. Um, he has not played himself out of the side whatsoever, and Andonio up top. I think that would provide a really nice mix of what we're going to need to try and get anything against Liverpool. Um, but it's just it's just quite funny to think of just how important we're going to end up being. Little old Brighton, as they say, hashtag teams like Brighton are going to be uh, when it comes to talking about the top, the top two and who's going to come away with the title. So... Hopefully we can uh, we can cause a lot of problems for both of them and really just ruin both their days. Uh, that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? I'm sure that if we're safe by the end of the season um, and we have City at home, I'm not sure how uh, how gung ho we're going to play. Hopefully we can play a bit wild, you know. Um, all right, story number two. Story number two is the West Ham game. Obviously. Um, it had to be there, right? <laughs> Would be a bit ridiculous if it wasn't. Um, I thought we, I thought we played really well for the most part. Um, it was, I think, the most satisfying thing is that we look very much like a team that's playing at home now, as opposed to our, st- our play style isn't that different away from home over the last couple of weeks as it used to be. Um, that that flat middle three in this four three three that we're we're lining up with now seems to be a lot more effective for playing games away from home. Um, Pascal Gross is slowly but surely getting used to that deeper role. He grabbed himself an assist, a uh, couple of couple of key passes, couple of shots this week. This week had just gone on the second, um, and actually, even though he shares the midfield with everybody else now, he still had more touches than anybody else by quite some distance. Um, 74 touches uh, compared to Proper's 57 and Stevens' 61. So he's still definitely a focal point in our creativity, um, and it shows given the amount of uh, the amount of time he has on the ball to try and make something happen and the fact that he got, got ourselves an assist. Um, I think that Shane Duffy was fantastic again. We go back to the whole corner routine and quite how nobody can understand what we're going to do every time, even though it's the same thing. Um, he bagged himself another goal this year. Uh, you know, he had, I think he ended up with, yes, he did. He ended up with three shots, two on target. Um, the guy's an absolute madman. He is playing out of his skin and seems to be getting it better every game. Um, he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I thought Sonny March had a really good game again. Um, Again, you know, he had four key passes, uh, two shots, one on target. Um, he looks really high on confidence at the minute. It still wouldn't change the fact that I would play knockout over him in the City game, um, just on my opinion. But, you know, he he didn't do anything to, uh, to hurt himself too much in the West Ham game. I thought that the manner in which we conceded the goals was really poor. Um, the way we scored, ours were great. 
And then, you know, right on the back of it, we conceded two back-to-back, and it was horrific. Uh, I think there was two minutes between our goals and their goals. Um, and Arnautovic, you know, he's he's a really, really good player, but he's very much a confidence player. And once he starts strutting around the pitch, like, we're in big trouble. And I thought it was really, really disappointing, that first goal um, that came from a Mark Noble lofted through ball. Um it should have been dealt with a lot sooner. I think that I think that if it's Matt Ryan in goal, he's he's out and uh, and claiming it a lot quicker than Button did. Um, again, I I wouldn't be shocked if Steele had done something different. Um, he just looks like a keeper, very much very much weak on confidence at the minute, David Button. Um, and you would think that that would be the same for for Steele too, given that they're both in the same position, and yet it doesn't look like that at all. Um, and I, I just worry about his his ability to keep us in games when he's giving away moments like that. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing. I thought I thought he could have done a lot better. I thought Montoya had a uh, very quiet game as well, but for the most part, I thought we kept them quiet really well. Um, we, you know, they're they're kind of main players that have come through the last couple of weeks. Declan Rice, Felipe Anderson, um, you know, those two players have been major um, creative outlets this this last, what, three, four weeks, and they really didn't do a great deal. Um, it was unfortunately Arnautovic that we couldn't contain this week, um, and their substitutions were just top-notch. Um, unfortunately, we didn't answer back in the same manner. Uh, I think that was probably the biggest mistake of the game um, and the biggest turning point of the game. When Noble and Antonio came on, um, they made an instant impact, and I think that we did not adapt quick enough, um, unfortunately, and I think that showed in the fact that we totally capitulated and they smashed in two goals. Um, I think we could have done a lot better from a tactical point of view, but, you know, Chris Hutton is the one being paid a lot more money than I ever would to get that job done, and he's doing an amazing job. So it's not kind of ragging on Chris too hard, but it, you know, it it cried out for a change back, and uh, we didn't we didn't do it, and we dropped two points uh, due to that. I don't think anybody would have gave up, uh, would have really... I don't think anybody would have been upset taking a point away from West Ham before the game, but to go 2-0 up and then to drop so quickly, it was it was disappointing. Um, my number one story of the week is... Well, once I get to it, it should see, it's going to probably seem very obvious. Um, my number one story of the week is Dale Stevens. Dale Stevens looks like a new player altogether. Um, his... His style of play in this 4-3-3 is just unbelievable. Um, he got his first ever goal in the Premier League this week. Uh, he's, you know, he's making, he's playing key passes. He's, he's been dangerous almost everywhere on the pitch. Whenever he's, he's got the ball, he's actually looking forward. Um, and I think that's as big of a shock as anything else. I think he's, I think he's looking really, really great. Um, I can't believe it's the same player. Um, his role is just so different to what it used to be. And if you choose to keep this 4-3-3 going, um, I think that there's, I think it's a whole new chapter for Dale Stevens. Um, and it's not like he's old, you know, he's 29. He's got a lot of, he's still got a couple of years left in the tank. And 
I think that it's really exciting to see what he could end up doing. Um, that that goal this week was just a very well taken volley. Um, it looked like he was his sixth of the season, not his first. Um, you know, his passing ability going forward is just like, it's a total turnaround. It's a total 180 from what he was doing uh, for the first half of the season. And honestly, for the longest time, it was when Bruno, when Bissouma and Proper was running that midfield on their own without Dale Stevens when he got banned, it was the conversation was whether he should even make the team when he gets back. And yet they changed the system up. Um, they give him a different role to play and he's just unbelievable. Um, he got my man of the match comfortably for the, uh, the West Ham game. I thought he was absolutely a standout. I thought he was great today against Bournemouth too. Um, but I think Bissouma is closer to the standout in that midfield this weekend. Yeah, Dale Stevens, uh, one key pass, uh, one shot, one on target, one goal, uh, 61 touches. So, you know, it's not like he's not not making touches or like just having very little to do. He's got a lot going on. And then, you know, he's making three successful tackles. He's intercepting the ball. He's winning fouls, winning them, not even giving them all. Like, he's giving them away, but he's winning them too. And that's that's just unheard of for the last couple of months under, well, the last, since since we made the Premier League under, under his wing, he's never had anything but um, the other way. So um, it's just super impressive. Uh, I thought he was... I thought he's he's had a breath of fresh air into his entire demeanor. Um, he's spraying long balls around. I think he. Put, let me see here. Yeah, he had. Uh, he played five long balls this week. Three of them were accurate long balls uh, that ended up creating some kind of dangerous opportunity. You know, that's kind of like when is when have we ever seen him do that? Um, he's spraying them out around the wings, and it's just it's insane. Um, there's no other person or, or entity that should be my number one story of the week. Um, I think Dale Stevens has, has earned that spot very much so. Um, it's been a bit of a shorter one this week because I haven't been, uh, haven't been given the luxury of getting a lot of, uh, stats available to me for the Bournemouth game. Um, and honestly, I've just been really, really unwell. Um, over New Year, and I haven't really had a lot of time to prepare anything at all. So I do apologize and thank you for getting this far this week. Um, next week, we'll be back to uh, looking at Liverpool game, looking forward to the next one um, and discussing anything else in between. Um, please do send me your voice clips, thoughts, feelings, uh, concerns, questions, musings about the universe anything you have that you would like to provide please do send them through they will absolutely make it on the show and will be discussed um so please 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 do do that uh at uh, at together bha on twitter or together bha at gmail.com send those voice clips send those questions send those thoughts feelings anything you want um we'll talk about it so until next week uh, have a good first full week of the new year, I guess. And, um, yeah, be safe and I'll see you next week.